Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. The Giants lose again. We are now 4-8 and eight on the season. Josh, Alex of the Giant Take Podcast here to bring you all your New York Giants content, recaps, previews, and all of the above uh, with Giants content. And of course, we are here um, for a 29 loss to the, to the Miami Dolphins, and we could start with a lot of things. But I first want to check up on my co-host and make sure his mental health is okay after this one. Alex, how are you? I'm not going to lie and say I'm good. I'm angry. I'm pissed. I'm mad. I'm devastated. Those are the words I'm going to go with and that's what I'm going to start with. Pissed, mad, angry, devastated. You know, that's a good start. I I, I would agree with those uh, four words that you used to describe your feelings right now. I would say mine are pretty similar in the way of... uh, I'm not too happy. If you checked social media, YouTube or Twitter, I had a few videos to share out to the public about my actual feelings, and I'm sure to go into them more specifically here in this episode, including the man Joe Judge uh, and all of his amazing things that he's done for this team and his time as the head coach. More like the head clown for this New York Giants team, so... Uh, we'll get into all of that. I, I'm interested in, to see what, because we, we have a lot of emotion, Alex, and I'm waiting for it to, to boil and crack. It depends on when we want to go to these things. So I feel like we want to ramp it up as it goes on. So do you want to just start out with the quotes that Joe Judge said? Because you put this here uh, in our little document. You want to start with the quotes Joe Judge had to say in this press conference after the, uh, the post-game presser, basically. Not really, but I mean, let's get into it. Um, so Joe Judge in his opening statement after the game, and guess what? The BS hasn't left him. There's a lot of things I saw in the way we played that are moving in the right direction. A lot of guys stepped up in different situations, but we have to make more plays. Hmm. Okay, Joe. I'm going to keep reading, right? Because we, we have a few, we have a few other points here of what he said. And he then follows it up and says why he's 
encouraged by play on offense despite only scoring nine points. I saw a lot of players make a lot of big plays. Joe, I'm not sure. Do I have to go check the tape or do you have to go check the tape? But were we watching the same game? Because I don't think there was a play over 25 yards or 20 yards the entire game. So where were the big plays exactly, Joe? So, Joe, I think you might want to go take take a look at the tape, you know, before you... Because I'm not sure if you can really, you know, as he always says to Pat usually, because usually Pat Leonard who asks the questions. And he's like, Pat, you know, I have to look at the tape. So why don't you go look at the tape, Joe? We have one more quote too, but I'll, I'll let Josh go. You... You want me to continue on? Okay. Well, then Joe Judge, on why the Giants punted on fourth and two in Dolphins territory late in the game. I was screaming when this happened. That was a spot where I thought points were at a premium. We didn't want to give them a shorter field. So then, Joe, if points are at a premium and we're on the 40-whatever six-yard line, 10 yards away from points, wait a second. Maybe we should go for it. And then we could get the points because points were at a premium. He's right about that. You're right about that, Joe. Why wouldn't we have gone for it? And guess what? In one play or in two plays, two passes to Jalen Waddle, they were already back at that 40-whatever yard line. And yes, we were able to stop them. And then we got our punt back and we got the ball at the 15. So did it really make a difference? The difference from the 20-yard line to the 40-yard line is like it's just not... And of course, after that, right, Riley Dixon punts it right into the end zone. So that, that, that was a fun one. Was that that one or maybe it was a different one? I don't remember. But Riley Dixon needs to go too. I mean, so does a lot. A lot of people need to go. But so those are the Joe Judge quotes we have here. Um, I, mean, I think I actually did see on Twitter that the Giants had more punting yards than they did total yards of offense, which most likely is is probably the case. Or most the, They had more punting yards than they did just total total yards in general um which you know wouldn't be surprised about whatsoever but you were saying alex i mean i I, (laughs) i'd say for joe there's nothing i saw that made me think we're moving in any bit of the right direction as a team maybe from a couple individuals like one individual comes to mind and that's about it maybe two but Besides that, everyone else did not make me feel that way. Let's just be honest with ourselves. So that's not true. His answer as to why we shouldn't have gone for it on fourth and two because he felt points were at a premium. Doesn't that even make more sense if you're in opposition territory that you want to push on and get the points? I don't I don't understand. And then what was the final idiotic thing he said? Um, oh, that he saw a lot of big plays on offense. Uh, yeah. Check the tape, mm-hmm. please. Because I didn't see Yeah, those. yeah, yeah. No, I didn't either, Alex. If we want to talk about the one Saquon Barkley run that was over 10 yards, you know, you can go to that. Or the Kenny Galladay one play or the Evan Ingram one catch. I'm pointing out a lot of plays here, but mind you, they were all in ones. So that was three of those combined, okay? Listen, a lot of teams, when they have big plays, they mean many big plays because that's how offenses work nowadays. Now, these run-heavy offenses... They still get the job done. You know, the Tennessee Titans offense with Derrick Henry, they still move the ball down the field when he is healthy. Now he is not anymore. Um, But there's teams that do running the ball first well. Yeah, the Giants are not one of those teams. If you clearly have been watching this this team so far this season, that is not the case. Let's stick to the final 
you know, so we can get all this press conference stuff out of the way. I was about to say another word there. Um, but press conference stuff out of the way. I want to see also, Alex, we should set something up uh, who's going to be the first to, to uh, curse on this episode here. Um, I, I'm going to try not to. I want to try my best here. I, I had the Giants winning this game uh, 24-17. You know, Alex, clo- closer to you, good job with the uh, the 19-17 victory. Um, you almost had one of those scores correct until the Dolphins uh, got their last field goal. Anyway, okay. I'm getting getting a little ahead of myself here. Last press conference uh, thing that we have here, a quote from Logan Ryan. This, this is where I'm going to start boiling here, so get ready for this. I'm sure Alex will feel the same way. Uh, when asked if he's available as an emergency QB, which he played in high school, if need be, because we'll get into it a little bit later, Mike Glennon, the, the guy who started today, the backup to Daniel Jones who's out, got a concussion. So he won't be practicing and most likely will be out next weekend if it's not already confirmed. Now that's why we signed Jake Fromm. So get ready for your third string QB to start, and that's where we are this giant season. Anyway, if need be, uh, he said, I'm a lot like Tua. I can throw two-yard passes to the left. Now, our veteran cornerback, who thinks he's our captain, I guess he is considered our captain, just made a diss to Tua Tungavailoa. The Dolphins quarterback about throwing the football after he just proceeded to lose a game to that quarterback and extended this team's record to four and eight. Well, I'm not going to say the Dolphins situation is much better at a six and seven record, although one team has won five games in a row and the other has lost one. So Logan Ryan needs to take his comment, shove it back in his mouth, and not talk again for the rest of the week because there is absolutely no need for that. So much for Joe Judge discipline that we're doing we're doing like under the radar disses here. No need for it. Absolutely no need for it. That's my that's my uh, statement. As anyone who listens to this podcast now knows, I'm one for a nice to a turn to ball over joke, right? I love them. I like making them. But you don't see me right now making them, right? I wouldn't have said it if he didn't if we didn't mention it because guess what? He didn't turn the ball over. So, we can't talk. And we lost. We got creamed. We should have lost by more. We were like we were just a bad team. And the fact that Logan Ryan has the audacity to come out after I saw this team play with like 25% effort maybe more but the heart the heart in the in the team felt like it was non-existent it felt like they didn't appreciate the situation they were in they don't appreciate the fans they don't appreciate the organization what it means to thousands if not you know millions of people you can't like i i just don't understand you've got to focus on what you have to do on the field and, and the primary example of this was, I, I know we're going to get to this in a second about Mike Glennon, but when Mike Glennon threw that interception, you saw those offensive players not wanting to tackle the guy, literally jogging, speed walking, if you want to say that. Kenny Galladay, he had an opportunity to tackle whoever had picked it off, I forget now. He had the opportunity to tackle him. No, 
no, let me just let, let me just slow down and jog like this. And then, you know, we see we see other players, right, that are just doing that, just sitting there, going slowly. Evan Ingram, he doesn't want to tackle either. Like, why don't you use your butterfinger hands for something useful? I, I just don't understand what, like, the lack of heart in this team. It's not a team, Joe. That wants to come out for 60 minutes. And it certainly isn't a team that represents represents the area. It, it's not a team that shows the toughness of the area. The New York metro area. Total BS. If anything, this team is the opposite yes, of what this quote-unquote area shows. That That's what they're represented on that field. Speaking of what I just mentioned a little bit earlier, we go to the next point of Daniel Jones uh, is apparently now week-to-week week with his neck stiff uh neck uh, neck strain and then mike glennon suffered a concussion in this game so now the only quarterback left on the giants roster is none other than fifth round pick jake Fromm, who just was signed from the bills practice squad last week as jake Fromm's backup knowing that mike glennon was going to be the starter over the weekend due to daniel jones's neck injury so now in this case we have a fifth round practice squad last week ago player as our starter our third string quarterback that wasn't even on the team like i said a week ago who is apparently feeding this giants team their info they needed already for this dolphins um this dolphins team because he was on the practice squad and he played them twice this season with the bills um yeah that that i'm sure that seems like that info really helped didn't it alex oh yeah really really got us that victory same thing with patrick graham so much that he knew about brian flores right and his time with the dolphins and all of their you know their time with uh with uh wait was no it was just the dolphins and then i was gonna say joe judge brian flores with the new england patriots like they yeah yeah it's, all of that to be fair the defense played pretty well i thought throughout except for that last drive but you know I didn't think I thought Pat Graham put up a pretty good game plan in general. I wouldn't say he's the blame at all, really. The four touchdown annoyed me uh, with the effort of Xavier McKinney and James Bradbury. Obviously, Isaiah Ford caught it in the left front corner of the end zone, um, and that just annoyed me because, as you texted me, Alex, it was basically a trip by Bradbury, and then McKinney stopped running. Just, just stopped running. And normally, I don't have. We have no bad things to say about McKinney. That is the one player I feel should be in the Pro Bowl uh, from this Giants team. And look what happened today. You know, he gave up a touchdown. So people have their on days. People have their off days. I, I mean, I completely understand it. The only thing is, on a touchdown that most likely sealed this game. Right, looking back on it, you can't do that. You can't do that. And same thing with James Bradbury, Alex. I know you have him as your little pro ball guy over there. Um, you know, allowing a few plays between Jalen Waddle absolutely saucing the crap out of James Bradbury with his cut. Uh, and then the same thing on the last drive where that was one of the two third down conversions that was on James Bradbury caught by Devontae Parker on the sideline. Those are two mistakes that just can't happen. Can't have Jalen Waddle catch a 30-yard catch on you to get to the other side of the 50 you can't have Devontae Parker get the biggest third down conversion of his season probably now I haven't been a huge Devontae Parker watcher so I couldn't really tell you but I would assume that would be his biggest third down conversion because that helped him win this game and and I just want to share an image here for everyone watching on YouTube if you're listening on audio just I'm, I'm sure you'll see it somewhere all over your Twitter timeline but 
I, I just wanted to show something that is so representative <laughs> of this game. <laughs> it's Joe Judge for everyone listening. Joe Judge. Yeah, you got to come on, the, Alex. Pro, pro the, description. With the field goal symbol kind of just like putting his hands up like it's it's good symbol or or that's uh, that could also be a touchdown people do indicate that when they get a touchdown or touchdown yeah um and this is with 14 seconds left when we are probably at the like 40 yard line or 40 something yard line i forget where we were 14 seconds left in the fourth quarter we're down by 11 and uh joe judge you know wanting to get that quick field goal then doing the quick onside kick for the hail mary you know he's all excited just really, just really sad. Anyway, I just wanted to share that image because... Mind you, just, Graham Gano missed that kick. Yes, he did. To be fair, it was like a 58-yarder, but... Yeah. Oh, no, it was, it, was a far, it was a far kick. I'm just I'm just yeah. stating the obvious here. You know, you got. I mean, you have to say it. But, yep, but anyway, that's all let's, I wanted to share Let's go to this Giants... Oh, sorry. I was just saying that's all I wanted to share about that. You were moving on swiftly. I saw you there. You were just moving on. I'm ready. I'm ready to go to the Giants offense, starting out with Mike Glennon, Alex. Let's talk about let's talk about uh the goat neck Mike Glennon. Uh so the the concussion to Mike the con- concussion to Mike Glennon. Basically, in this game he had twenty he was twenty three for forty four with 187 yards and a touchdown. So what I talked about in my YouTube video, instant reaction, if you haven't already, go check that out on the Giant Take YouTube channel. If you're here now watching it, you can already do it. You you know what to do. Oh my god. That's a lot of noises, sorry. Um, just sitting up in my chair here. Mike Glennon. See, I don't know if these plays were designed or he was just doing this single, like single-handedly. Throwing into double coverage. That was something that he did a few times today. Threw it into double coverage to Kenny Galladay. I believe that was in the end zone. Threw it into double coverage on his interception down the field by the by the Giants' uh, end zone. Why? Why? Why are we throwing it into double coverage? I don't understand. Like, we know that Kenny Galladay is the guy for tight coverage, right? Single coverage, tight single coverage. There's a difference there. We cannot trust Kenny Galladay to make tight double coverage catches. So I don't know what Mike Glennon was thinking. I don't know why he was throwing that unless it was designed plays. All right, we're going to hit Galladay on this play. And he basically just had to throw it to him, ready and no other option. Then I understand that. Besides that, why, Mike Glennon, why are you doing that? Just, I mean, what a backup does. I know it's a backup. I understand that. Just, he looked, he looked bad. He looked bad. He looked atrocious in this game. Uh, so I just wanted to say that. Next up, Saquon Barkley, 15, 11 carries, sorry, 55 yards. Still not to say, still waiting, still waiting for Saquon Barkley to come back. Where's Saquon Barkley? Where is he? I don't see him. I don't see him. I don't see him on that field. I do not. Alex, I'm I'm going I'm going to your point. I'm doing it. It's taken me a long time. It's taken me years to do this. Alex, first second round picks. I'm doing it. Get us a first or second round pick. I am I am willing to trade Saquon Barkley. And I've it took me a lot of time to admit it. And you said it since like last off season. Since last season. And I'm finally reaching that point. It took me until this game to admit it, but I'm admitting it. At this point, with both of our starting and backup quarterback out, we're starting Jake Fromm. You might as well just, it's a win-win at this point. Win because Jake Fromm does well. Maybe we keep him as our backup. Win because if he fails and the Giants fail and they get a higher draft pick. 
I think you now you try to get as much draft capital as you can. You try and trade Saquon, and you try and trade Jones. Uh, that, the bold take. It's a bold take. But I think you just try and see as much as you can get from either of those guys at this point. A lot of Giants fans, including me, are going to try and look for a new option at quarterback. And I don't think that's the wrong choice right now. I, I really don't. I, I don't. So, Saquon, I still haven't seen you. I don't know where you are. But you're not the Saquon of old that I saw your rookie in second year uh, when you were playing. I'd just like to say that. Multiple times out of the backfield. Sometimes it was Glennon overthrowing because his, you know, he couldn't find an open spot sometimes for a good amount of time, right? He, he was overthrowing guys left and right. But the times, two, I can remember two off the top of my head that were good throws to Saquon Barkley out of the backfield and he blatantly just dropped them. And he had 90-something catches two years ago. I think it was two years ago. But yeah, he had 90-something catches. So this isn't like a new thing for Saquon Barkley to catch passes out of the backfield. So either he fixes that or I want him gone. That, that That's it, blatantly said. Sorry for going on a little bit, but I hope you're happy that I finally come to your conclusion. He did catch like 10 passes at the end of the game where we're just dumping the ball off to him on that final drive, but... I, you're, I'm sorry to say, but you're not even getting probably a second round pick for Saquon Barkley at this point. I, I don't think he has. I mean, you're not going to trade him till obviously the offseason anyway. You can't trade him. The trade deadline passed. But if for me, I'm just really hoping this offensive line puts together a couple good. Because let's be honest, Saquon's not helping himself. And this offensive line is certainly not helping him. Because like, you know, like the Ravens, for example. They have Devontae Freeman right now. And we saw what Devontae Freeman did last year with the Giants, right? He was terrible, right? He was not that good at all. They're making Devontae Freeman, that offensive line, look so good. And it's because of the situation he's being placed in. And let's be honest, Devontae Freeman has had numerous injuries, and he's not the player he used to be. He's probably like, what, 33, 34 years old. He's not that young he doesn't have that burst of speed anymore, yet he still looks like a very top-end running back because of the situation he's in. Running backs are very situational players, and I think unless it's someone like Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, and Saquon, I would say, is in that conversation, but only when he's at his best, and I don't think he's ever going to be at his best again because just all these injuries are limiting his burst. He doesn't look like the same player anymore. It's really, it's so sad that the, this Giants team, this isn't even on Saquon. We put Saquon in the worst possible situation where he was behind terrible offensive lines. And because of this, not all of it because of that, he got injured, he was roughened up, and he lost that burst. And it, it's just really unfortunate. Yeah, I was just going to say, Alex, and you, you noted on that, was it's not completely Saquon Barkley's fault. He is behind a bad offensive line, and he has been his whole career. The only thing is... I've seen him be able to, with that bad offensive line, break out of that, right? And and still get gains upon gains of, of numerous amount of yards. So it, I, I still can blame him because I've seen what he can do even behind bad offensive lines because he's had that for his whole career. Anyway, you know what's actually funny? Freeman, I just looked it up. He's actually 29, so still pretty young. He's under 30. Um, I thought he was much older. But anyway, that's yeah. still pretty old for a running back, right? So Yeah, yeah, but I mean, good for him. Uh, yeah, yeah and you're him. right. He's doing right, really, he's playing right now. He's doing really well for the Ravens. So let's move on. This is where I'm going to lose it. Uh, warning to everyone wearing head. Uh, yeah, wearing headphones, basically, having headphones on your head. Um, 
28-year-old Kenny Galladay. We've mentioned on this podcast before, four years, $72 million, Kenny Galladay. Number one wide receiver for the New York Giants, Kenny Galladay. You get it. You get it, right? You get where I'm going here. Galladay, still without a touchdown in week 13 of the NFL th- season. We're, we're done with week 13. It's over for the Giants. Still no touchdown. And that's due to injuries, and that is due to lack of production catching the ball. He is not getting the ball thrown to him enough. I don't know how many times to say it. In this game, he had three catches for 37 yards, which is good. That's almost 12 yards a catch. But yet, he's still not getting it more. He, he isn't. So, Alex, what I have to say to that is, whether it was Jason Garrett, whether it was Freddie Kitchens, whether it's the injuries, and you cannot tell me and blame it on the injuries and say, well, you know, he's been injured for most of the season. I know. I've watched this team. I've also watched and kept up with when I did my research when he was with the Lions, and we both did our research. This was common knowledge. This was in all the art, all the articles when he was a free agent and when he was signed by the Giants. Kenny Galladay has injury history. We even know this, right? We're two stupid teenagers that do this Giants podcast, and we even know that Galladay was injury prone when we signed him to a seventy-two million dollar deal. What are you not expecting him to get injured again? I don't know what you're expecting. It's an injury-prone player. Yes, he's going to get injured again. So he got injured. Whoop-dee-doo. Surprising, huh? Got injured in this game. Came back again. Good for him for being able to stick it out, I guess. But now we're 13 weeks into the season, and our $72 million man doesn't have a touchdown. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. And now, here's where I'm going to go crazy. Mr. Joe Judge. With these stupid timeouts. The stupid everything. Second and 23. The clock's coming down. We're on our own six-yard line. Oh, what a shame it would be at that point to just go to the three-yard line. You know, in a somewhat close game at that point, we're only down by four points. Well, you know, a second-half timeout. I mean, is that valuable? Is that not? Well, maybe it is. Oh, yeah, let's take it. So, we don't want 2nd and 28. That would be crazy. Imagine how hard it would be to get that. 2nd and 23, that's manageable. You know, that's manageable. I don't think that's a big deal. Oh, and then the next play, Mike Glennon gets sacked anyway, and it's now 3rd and 27? Oh, so, yeah, let's take timeouts there, Joe. Let's take timeouts there. Oh, and how about this, Joe? How about when it's 1st down, randomly, and they're at, like, our 18-yard line, and we just randomly take a timeout for no reason whatsoever? What's going on? Are the, he- are the headsets not working again, Joe? Are-, are the headsets not working? What are the excuses this time? I can't deal with his incompetence. He's way over his head. He's way... The job is here. Wait, the job is like up here. Joe Judge is like down here. He's barely... He's not even on the screen. Okay? Him and Dave Gettleman need to be gone. I don't care what happens for the rest of the season. Unless we win out, I want them gone. They're not going to be gone. Dave Gettleman will be gone, but Joe Judge, I am so worried, is going to be here for too long, and the guy does not represent, he certainly does not represent the area, and how he can go where we see the images of him screaming at the offense and screaming at the players, and then saying he saw a lot of positives, 
when he said, quote, when I, when I was like reading his lips a little bit, something along the lines of, let's put in some effing effort. So then where's the effort there, Joe? So what's going on? It's just the, the reality and what he says in press conferences are so far away from each other and what the reality and what his ideals of what, I think he believes what he's saying. I think he's just over his head. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. And it's just, it's embarrassing. This team is not well coached. They need, they he needs to be gone. We need to start over. We need to bring someone in, a GM who has their own vision. Not some Kevin Abrams financial guru. Not some random Joe Judge Patriots cafeteria worker because he has a connection with Joe Judge. No, we need someone and not Lewis Reddick. <laughs> Want to throw that out there because John Mara is listening right now. He's like, oh yeah, perfect. Let's get Lewis Reddick in here. Um, Lewis Reddick. Reddick, like, whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you said it on that live stream with Justin too. I was like, it's Riddick. Riddick? Anyway. Lewis Riddick? Reddick? Reddick? Riddick? Anyway, we need someone to come in here and fix this mess. You're not gonna. We're not gonna be able to trade Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is here next year, and that's it. He's gone. We're not picking up his fifth year option. There's no point. I think that can be made pretty clear. Daniel Jones is isn't is a solid quarterback. He's like a Teddy Bridgewater. Probably worse than Teddy Bridgewater, actually. But I'd say he's not. He's gonna have a career in the NFL, past the Giants. But he's not gonna. He's gonna be like a Ryan Fitzmagic type of guy. I feel like he's not gonna be ever like a starter. For a team, he's never going to be a franchise quarterback, but he's going to always be an NFL caliber solid quarterback. I will say that. But we need to we need to do something. And I know this season the draft there's not really great quarterbacks. We're not going to get into that now. But I think you got to just rebuild this team before you get a new quarterback. We got to rebuild this team. This team is a mess from the offensive line to the edge presence to. Our, our our defensive backs making stupid comments in press conferences to our $27 million a year defensive lineman who disappears every single game to our running back that wants I'm sure is going to want a lot of money and we drafted number two overall, the wide receivers that can't stay on the field, the tight ends that have butterfingers. We have a lot of fucking issues and we need to fix them quickly. Whoa, 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 whoa. Someone lost that. Someone lost. I just sat up in my chair for anyone on listening on audio. I'm just pissed. I'm he pissed. needed to take a, a after after. Joe Judge that. sucks. Joe Judge sucks. Okay, that guy sucks. What a loser. After letting that f bomb go, he had to reposition himself. There, I won. I'm proud of myself. Not a curse. And Nick, I'm- and, and 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 what's his name? Hernandez. Hernandez sucks. What Will a loser Hernandez. not putting effort in. Will Hernandez. Will Hernandez not putting in the effort on the damn field and just standing there. He was doing his Nate Solder impression. Oh, oh, it's great. Hi. Oh, you're going to go to the quarterback now. Great. That's awesome. What are you doing? And Nate Solder sucks. Okay. This is it's just terrible. I don't know what to say anymore. I'm just done. Okay. All We're right. ending the podcast. I can't talk about <laughs> no, this. No, 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 no. I, cause I need to have my say on John. You can't just end the podcast. You just cut me off twice. I'm trying to go here. Um, <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, yeah, Alex, you might have to clip that 
I or I will clip that. Someone's gonna have to clip that. Oh my god. Oh, that was great. Okay. Anyway, so my my I don't know if I can go back from that. My thoughts on Joe Judge. Yeah. So I, you said it. Why are we calling a timeout with seconds to go in the first quarter? What do you need the timeout in the first quarter for? Why? Like actually. Oh my god. And yes, Alex. The I I completely agree. The we're gonna take a look at that film. Okay. What has that taking a look at the film accomplished for you? What has it accomplished for you? Please tell me. Because after all the film you've looked at, after all the adjustments you made in practice, it doesn't look like anything's different. It doesn't. I don't see it. If you want to show me by winning five in a row and making this a nine and eight season, go right ahead and do so. But besides that, if you don't, I have not seen it. I haven't. All right. Get his ass out of here. The defense allowing... Two third down conversions on the final drive for the Dolphins. I think we already touched on that, basically. Just can't happen, and it does. Mike Isicki, Devontae Parker, good for you. Congrats. Well, positive One positive about our youngster here is Aziz Jalari. He was able to, I believe, set the Giants' rookie record for six and a half sacks in a season. So congratulations to Aziz Jalari. And you know what's one one thing that's funny? That That's a funny topic. I want to end with a funny topic here so we don't go too crazy. Alex, did you see the the news with Lawrence Taylor, the TMZ interview that he did the other day? I did not, but I want to talk about Aziz Ojolari real quick. I want to say something. Just real quick, just real quick. I just have a few words to say. That man is someone who appreciates the situation, appreciates this franchise and what it means to people, and puts his effort in on every down. He's progressing. That's someone who wants, that's someone who needs to be on the New York Giants. Not all these losers who don't seem to care or know what they're doing. And don't seem to be improving at all. They need to go. Players like Aziz Ojolari can stay. So anyway, Lawrence Taylor had an interview, I believe it was with TMZ Sports, um, where he said that he doesn't watch the Giants anymore. And he was with someone, and I'm sorry if this was a really famous person. Um, but I don't, I don't know who he was with, and basically they were just talking. And then he was talking about uh, the Giants, and he's like, oh yeah, Daniel Jones, and like all that, this other guy that Taylor's with. And then he goes, Lawrence Taylor goes, uh, wait, Eli's not the quarterback anymore? And literally so serious. So Lawrence Taylor does not watch his Giants team anymore, and good for him because he does not want to watch his team suffer. So I just wanted to end this on a positive, funny note. But I don't I don't think it was staged at all. It was not. There is no way that was staged. He had the most, like, surprising look on his face and reaction that I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and it was really funny. So, I mean, good for him. He's able to save his time. I don't think he watches football in general. After this game, I don't know if I want to watch football in general. And um, that's about it. I mean, Alex, my final thoughts here, uh, just similar to yours, we already know Gettleman's gone at the end of the season. Joe Judge, I hope it's the same. I really do hope it's the same. In regards to Jake Fromm, I wish him good luck next weekend. Obviously, we'll we'll still be here. Even as bad as this team is, we'll still be freaking here uh, talking about this preview uh, to the game against the uh, Los Angeles Chargers next weekend. We're going to get crushed, man. Oh, my God. This is Did you good. see them today? They look good. They look real good. So we're going to get creamed. Good job by Jalen Waddell. Good job by Mike Kosicki. You guys did well against us today. Um... 
And you can go subscribe to the Giant Take Podcast wherever you're listening. Um, on YouTube, give it a subscription. Give it a like. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, you can actually give us five stars. We'd really appreciate it. ShipItStudios.com slash take in your bottom right corner if you're watching. If you're listening, just listen to my voice and type it in. ShipItStudios.com slash take. It's where you can find all the links to the podcast where you can listen and or watch. We are also at the Giant Take Pod on basically all social medias, which is includes uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and even TikTok. We're on there as well. Um, so you can follow us there. And then I'm on Twitter at Josh 29 Alex is on Twitter at Anorian23. And Alex is also going to help close us out today. Uh, you can take over whenever you're ready after you uh, take take another deep breath over there. But, uh, yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening. Alex, you can go close us out. Thank you for listening to today's episode. <laughs> I hope everyone has a good Monday. <laughs> we, I mean, we actually do really appreciate you listening because we understand the pain and the passion and the togetherness that goes through being a Giants fan, but basically going on togetherness. As long as we are together, we're in this together. We're all fans. We're all united. So just know that we're, we're here for you. And that's why we record this podcast every week and suffer ourselves uh, through this 30 to 40 minutes every week and even more behind the scenes. So it's a process, but uh, hopefully we'll get somewhere sometime. Yep. Let's hope we get somewhere. Anywhere really would be better than where we're at right now. Thank you for listening to today's episode, and we'll see everyone next time for the Chargers preview. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.